Welcome to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Hi, I'm Hillary Bennett, former corporate stooge turned motivated mompreneur. After becoming a mom, I realized the two options offered to moms did not work for me. I didn't want to be a stay-at-home mom, but I didn't want to work a normal 9-to-5 job either. I wanted to live into my professional calling and be a present, joyful mom. So I left my 9-to-5 and started coaching motivated mompreneurs just like you to build and grow successful, sustainable, heart-centered businesses without sacrificing their family. Join me each week as we dive into business strategy, mindset and productivity tips, inspiration, and a lot of laughs. Let's get to it. Hey mamas, welcome to another episode of the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. I am Hillary Bennett, your mompreneur business growth and mindset coach. And today I am talking with Monique Allen, the founder and CEO of the Garden Continuum. In addition to making global change one landscape at a time, Monique is a mom to three amazing human beings and built her business specifically to allow her to be available for her children. A decision she celebrates to this day as she has learned that even as adults, kids still need their mamas. Monique, I am so glad to have you on the show today to share your story. Welcome. Thank you so much, Hillary. I am so excited to be here. I'm honored to be your guest. Oh my goodness. Well, the pleasure is all mine. And I just, I will say, so when this kind of like pulling back the curtain right now, y'all, when I book someone to be a guest on the podcast, they fill out a form so that we can get some of the questions answered up front. So we kind of feel comfortable and ready to go. And the way that Monique answered the questions, I felt like as if we were best friends sharing a glass of wine at happy hour out somewhere, because she's just just through her writing, I'm like, okay, can we please be friends? <laughs> so I cannot wait for you to tell us your story and would love for you just to kick us off by sharing a little bit about you and your family. Okay. Thank you. That's like that for, I just got to say, that's so awesome. I think after listening to your podcast, I kind of felt like your friend. So I wrote, Yay. I wrote that way. Cause so we were totally on the same wavelength. Um, so I'm a professional gardener and designer Uh, turned entrepreneur, turned business coach, and I work with ecologically minded business owners and homeowners to create really beautiful supporting environments um, that not only support our planet, but they support the people that interact with the planet um, and the landscape and um, and, and, you know, and it's a profitable business for me, um, but the triple bottom line of planet people profit was super, super important to me so much so that I wrote a book called stop landscaping, start lifescaping so that I could really hone in on what this message I was trying to get across was. And a lot of it had to do with being a mother, raising a family, wanting to have health and vitality in my home space and, and, and just feeling confident that I was actually giving my children the experience of nature and then realizing that I could do that for other families. Mm. I love that. I just wrote down planet, people, profit, the triple bottom line. I'm obsessed with that. Yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about your family and the beginning phases of starting your business and the considerations that you had while you were kind of getting your, getting your mompreneur hat on straight? Yeah, well, I started, I I started out right away um, with a child. So my uh, bonus daughter is, uh, who actually works with me too, 
um, her mama is also a gardener. And so I, um, I, I sort of dove right into married life um, with a child and, and thought that was going to be enough until, you know, I realized, gee, you know, maybe I want to, I want to try this on. And I was very interested in attachment parenting and I did not want to uh, have a child and, and then kind of give it away. Um, and I understand that this is, I mean, I was, I was actually one of those latchkey kids, you know, um, and I just really wanted closeness. So as I, when I, when I had my first child, I orchestrated my business so that I could, cause I was already in business. I orchestrated my business so that I would be um, able to uh, nurse exclusively and um, carry my child, like have my child. So she was like strapped to me. And if she wasn't strapped to me, she was strapped to my mother or to my husband. Like she was always carried. Uh, and I thought, you know, this is great. I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing great. You know, so I've got Joanna and I've got Miranda and, and then lo and behold, I got pregnant with Bennett and I, I wasn't ready for that. He was just, you know, just God's gift, right? He was just like, wait a minute, you, you got, you got one more. Um, and so I had to keep, I had to keep iterating my business so that I could be um, an attached parent. And that was, that was super important to me. And, um, and the cool thing about it is it really trained me to, to see human beings as people that need nurturing, even your employees. Um, and so as I was developing um, my mama persona, I was also developing this nurturing persona um, as a business owner, as a garden designer, as a gardener, and as an employer. That's so amazing. I love that you changed the way that your business worked and shifted so that you could live into the type of mom that you want to be. Mm -hmm. And that is what I feel is so powerful about being a mompreneur is that we all have different dreams for what our motherhood will look and feel like. And to have that flexibility and control to say, I am going to work and I'm going to provide financially for my family and live into this professional calling. I feel like I have but not at the sacrifice of the type of mom I want to be. And that is so beautiful that you thought about those two things together because something I see with my clients and to be honest, what I myself was going through is this mindset that when you own a business, especially for the first couple of years, you have to put everything into that business. It has to come first. Everything else has to come second. Otherwise you won't be successful. Mm. it's such a lie. Mm. It is mm -hmm. such a lie. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and I myself thought that way, but I truly believe now looking back that when you know what you want, so for you, you wanted the ability to practice attachment parenting with your kiddos. And so you grow your business to support that that's the way to do it. You don't grow your business to profitability and then change it to what you want it to be because now you've grown a business that is not sustainable for the lifestyle you desire. You kind of have to merge it all at once with your eye on that final prize. And it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be messy. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> right. But I just love that. I love that. 
Yeah, and I just want to lean into something you just said um, about lifestyle. And I think that, you know, I actually, I got a degree in entrepreneurship, you know, and, and, and when I, it was early on at Northeastern and it was like, it was like big business taught small. It, it didn't have any other nuance than that. Uh, and it was a long time ago and it didn't talk about lifestyle. It was just kind of trimming down big business. But I think lifestyle is really at the, at, at the core of how as mompreneurs, we want to grow our businesses because we are in fact saying there's a certain life that I want to build. And in building that part of it is work, part of it is family and children and home. And we need to figure out how to strike synergy between each of those things. And there is no way right out of the gate to know how. You just need to know that this is the lifestyle that I want to create um, with all of these facets. And then, you know, when it was just Joanna and we didn't have her all the time, I could I could work differently. When Then when it was Miranda, I, I had to change again. Uh, and then when it was Bennett, I had to change again, but I couldn't know for sure what those changes were going to be. It was kind of leaning into those moments of discomfort and saying, oh, wait a second, something's got to change. And that's how I coined the term lifescaping because I was starting to think of landscapes as static. They were like this thing that you looked at and you would say, oh, that's so pretty. But lifescapes were something you lived in and if we think about how we live with our children, you know, initially you're just looking for a very clean, safe patch of lawn to sit your baby on and just Google at each other, right? And then <laughs> they want to run around. So you need some space. So now it's a little different. Well, then you want to place it. Well, as you can imagine, I spent an enormous amount of time designing my land and I never designed a playset in. I didn't think about a playset. Why, why would I need a playset? Well, then... I have a three-year-old and an infant. I'm like, I need a playset. So now I had to find that, work that in. And then when they got older, I didn't need the playset anymore. My, my kids are now 27, almost 21 and almost 18. So I gave the playset away and I made a little basketball court. And like, so I think this lifestyle is really at the key that we have to be open to realizing the moments of discomfort and saying, oh, change is coming. How do I need to iterate, lean into that change so that I continue to let the lifestyle that I want evolve? Mm. Yes, change is coming. <laughs> I mean, if, if anything, like 2020 taught us that, right? Like stop planning because change is coming. Um, yes, and being open to leaning in to that discomfort. And that is truly how you will be able to move things forward. At least that's been my experience. The times I played small, I never got anywhere. When I stayed inside my little comfort zone, all cushy and warm, it was the times I stepped out on the ledge and that is when growth happened, both personally, professionally, spiritually. So I love that. And I love this analogy of, you know, you have this land and it can change with you and support you through different times in life. And I think that analogy can be related to many different things. But when we think about our business, 
um, being able to have an idea of that lifestyle that you want and having confidence that you can make shifts in your mompreneurhood to accommodate the best of what that time of life has to offer. Um, that's just very powerful. I feel like mm, I'm empowered to be able to continue to support my purpose as a, as a human, just me, not, you know, McKenna's mom or Jamie's mom or Alex's wife or, you know, their daughter, but as Hillary, that's very empowering to say, you can continue to support your purpose and live and be fulfilled as mom, wife, daughter, etc. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Just pause. I just, I know, but can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. So Monique, I would love to hear a little bit, um, about your journey as an entrepreneur. There were so many pieces in the information that you provided to me ahead of time that I found so interesting about the evolution of um, your entrepreneur journey. So would you mind sharing a little bit about um, kind of where you've been and a little bit about where you are now? Absolutely. Thank you. I, um, it has been a journey and it was so interesting. Your questions were great. And as I was writing, it was like I was going down memory lane and, and actually learning something new about myself as I was, as I was writing it. So my, my father was self-employed. He was a mechanical engineer and did um, uh, commercial air conditioning and refrigeration, um, specializing in ethnic markets and restaurants. And so um, my brother and I grew up tagging along in um, a, a, a very entrepreneurial, um, just growing up, you know, it's just my dad always had a shop and uh, my brother is a mechanic. I'm a landscaper. We're both um, tradespeople and uh, both love the trades and because that's really, that's really how we were raised. Um, but then I realized that my maternal grandmother um had a, had a nursery in a, a, a kid's nursery um, in the fifties and sixties. And um, she, she was, she had seven children and um, she ran this nursery. She had a staff and uh, it was in a really big house. And, um, and I, and I realized, wow, you know, like on some level entrepreneurship is, is just in my blood. Uh, it's in, in my DNA. And so being self-employed never seemed like a weird thing. It was just like, oh, I'm going to do this for myself. Uh, and mostly the reason why I decided to become self-employed is because the landscape industry, while it has become much more professional now, when I started was still pretty rough and tumble, pretty male and um, not a lot of bounded uh, securities there. And so I, I bounced, you know, between different people. I had an awesome mentor, uh, a gardener who was just fabulous, Nan. And um, she taught me a lot and she really was a freelancer. And so I sort of followed in those freelance footsteps, but realized that I wanted security. I wanted something more. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to do um, uh, like a sole proprietorship. And I'm going to give my company a name. And so I moved from this freelancing to um, creating an organization around what I did. And then, uh, and I did that for about nine more years. And then, um, because I did the freelance probably for about three three or four, something like that. And then, uh, and then I had Miranda. And I realized that um, 
it probably made sense to have a corporation and to be a little bit more protected. And um, so I began to build an organization uh, around me that was the corporation and actually then hired my husband to come in and work. And he worked for me for almost 11 years. Um, and uh, while the kids were were really young and I really, really needed like I was still, you know, the visionary and the front person, but he was really my lead in the field so that I could, so that I could hang back so that I could be with the children in the morning and, and be more connected to them while being definitely full-time employed. Um, and then I, um, I decided I would uh, hire a nanny. And so for almost six years, I had the most blessed woman, Bernadine, who worked um, actually for my company as my nanny. And between my husband, me, my nanny, and my mom, my kids were on so many job sites. They, they sat on heavy equipment. They dug in the dirt. They probably ate a lot of dirt. Um, you know, they just, it was so cool because everybody knew my husband, my kids, and it, it just worked really, really well. And um, now that my kids are older, my husband has his own business. I have mine. I, I have a team of between 18 and 20 people, depending on the time of year. And now I, I'm really spearheading the idea of LifeScape and trying very hard to see if I can push the LifeScaping message into the world um, so that more landscapers can help more families do what I did. Oh, I love that. Okay. So Tell us a little bit about the transition from landscaper to coach and author. Yeah, that's, that's been, you know, so that's been the, the current iteration. So I published the book um, and my, my launch date was March 23rd, which is my mom's birthday. And she had um, recently passed and I wanted to honor her birthday. And, uh, and the week before my launch, the whole world closed. Mm -hmm. Every one of my speaking gigs was um, canceled and uh, it was so sad. Um, but I wrote this book, Stop Landscaping, Start Lifescaping, because I realized that my impact on the world was going to stay very small if I kept this information to myself. Uh, I had several people say to me, why? Why would you get, why would you give this away? I said, well, I'm not giving it away. You know, I, I wrote a book. People can buy the book. They're like, yeah, but you're giving it away. And I said, I'm like, I'm not, I'm just not. Because if, if we can get more people practicing lifescape, then we have more people caring for the land as they develop it and caring for people as they develop families and organizations. And in writing the book, sort of simultaneously to writing the book, I had people saying to me, how are you doing that? And would, and would you help me? So I very much on the side started to help one company and then the word got out and I, I started helping another company and little by little, I started helping um, a landscape business owners figure out how to run more compassionate organizations that really embraced the whole human. And so it's been organic. I think it's been, I think when you said something really beautiful just a second ago, you said, when you play small, you, 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 you don't really reap anything from that. It's when you get out on the ledge and you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be willing to take the leap and be seen. 
And in writing the book and talking about what I, was, what I was doing with my family and my business organization, things like, we're not going to work weekends. And people told me, you can never have a landscape company if you don't work weekends. I said, um, I really want to have a substance-free workplace, which for me meant not smoke, no smoking here. And they said, you can't do that. You can't have a no smoking construction company. Um, and I said, well, uh, but I think I can. Because if I want to say I want to offer global change one landscape at a time by creating health and vitality in the landscape, wouldn't I want my humans to be healthy and vital? And wouldn't, you know, and so the coaching and the writing really bubbled up from daring to speak out. And I'm still practicing that podcasting is the practice um, because I'm, I am, I am behaving as a positive disruptor to shift the conventional methods of the landscape industry and family building so that we realize that, you know, this, again, you said in one of your podcasts about the crazy work-life balance, like there's no such thing. It's, <laughs> you know, how, how do you evolve your business and your family to create this beautiful momentary balance that goes from moment to moment that takes intentionality and attention. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to just say that. And so I said it in a book and now I'm, I'm coaching it. <laughs> yeah. That is so beautiful. I am so glad that I asked you to dig a little bit deeper into that part of your story because the, the beauty there is that you were showing up authentically following your purpose and you were open to the twists and turns in the road. I think that for someone thinking, you know, I'm this, I'm a landscaper and I'm feeling this knowledge bubbling up inside of me. That's maybe it needs to be in a book and I could help people like that's so out of character for what a landscaper does, Mm -hmm. but you were open to that. And I think that we all, it's such a good reminder that we need to be open to some of the twists and turns um, because what can be in front of us, I truly believe is bigger than what we can ever imagine. The path that lays ahead can be bigger and better than we have, we could fathom. But only if you are willing to lean in and to say yes to some things that may seem a little crazy at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just love that your story illustrates that. Um, And so, you know, this has been such a wonderful conversation so far. And I know that you've shared a little bit already about wanting to help people um, nurture the land, nurture their families, nurture their employees. You have the triple bottom line. Talk to us a little bit more about what your personal mission is. What's your big why and how that drives you as a mompreneur? Yeah. So, you know, my, my big why has a lot to do with being a contributor to health and wellness. And, you know, when I was young, I thought I would be a doctor. I, I wanted to be a doctor. I, I, and then you know, before I had children, I, um, I started studying herbal medicine. Um, and, uh, I was, it was a very intent on having my babies at home with a midwife and a doula and trying to just stay out of the medical fray to, to not disrespect it because it has come in handy. Um, but to, 
to really lean in to and to honor um, kind of the, the, the divine nature of what it means to be a human. And, and so my expression of that is to bring humans closer to nature. That's, you know, understanding that when life feels really, really hard, that if you have a little sweet nook in your landscape that, you know, is full of lilacs right now and blooming and they don't make you sneeze, um, (laughs) then you can go there and you can, you can, you know, meditate or pray or just be still and, and, and let that divinity. So I believe that my, my real genius is that I can see the divine order in, in chaos, in the chaos that is the natural chaos of nature, the natural chaos of what happens in families, the natural chaos of children, you know, chaos isn't bad. It, it's actually part of, part of how life works. And um, my, my central purpose to me is to be able to articulate, whether it's through design and creating beautiful natural settings or to help people in their business practice, it really is the same thread through both, which is to find your places of peace, find your places of stillness and allow yourself to regroup when the chaos hits. And as you said, to be able to be open to the twists and turns of the road, as opposed to being rigid and saying, I have this idea and it's going to be this way and I'm going to do this business. It's going to be this way, or I'm going to have family. I mean, all you need to do is have more than one child and know that everything you (laughs) learned with the first one, you are totally, oh my goodness, it's not going to work for this. Nope. Ground zero. (laughs) You are back at ground zero. (laughs) You are starting all over. (laughs) So that's my why. That's my why is to help empower people to, to really understand that whether it's family or business or gardening, that the openness to the twists and turns, to the fact that it is going to evolve, it's going to transform, and you are not going to control it. You are going to work with it and nurture it and guide it and be a partner. That that just lights me up. Mm. I can even just tell in your voice, like you're getting more and more passionate as, as you continue to share. And I love that my purpose, my big why is to help moms share their gifts with the world. And Mm. you are so obviously doing that. It is so inspirational. And by sharing your gifts with the world, you know, think of the impact. And I light up about that because I feel like the world would be so vastly improved if mothers everywhere were empowered to share their gifts with the world, because we have each been given unique, divine, meaningful, worthy gifts. And they are so diverse because the world needs so much. Um, And so each one of us, if we can share that light with those around us, whether it's just the people in your home or whether it's to the entire world, it will look different for everyone. Um, That's my mission. And I get so excited when I hear about incredible women like you, Monique, doing just that, sharing your Mm. gifts with the world. And thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks you. Thank you for having me. It's just very, very empowering to hear what you're doing, to hear the guests that come on your show that talk about what they're doing, and then to hear the beautiful stories of all the children that are you know, that are right next to each one of the women that you talk to, to your children, because, you know, that is the, one of the gifts we give the world. Mm-hmm. 
and and when we lean into the these beautiful humans and and watch them and I have I'm I feel so lucky to have almost three grown-ups um and to see what they're achieving and I just stand back and I'm just like it takes my breath away that they're all so beautiful I love that. Oh, I love that so much. I feel like I've said that over and over today. That's my phrase for, for today. I love that. <laughs> okay. So Monique, um, I'm sure that our listeners are inspired right now and they may want to connect with you uh, further. Where can people find you and hang out with you? So uh, my happy place on social media is Instagram. So I have a personal account, which is Monique.Allen. And then my business account, which is the Garden Continuum. Um, and, you know, that's sort of a happy place uh, for me to go. My website is uh, www.thegardencontinuum.com. And there's a lot of really cool things on there. I'm, I am very big on sharing freely. So uh, for mamas who are gardeners, there's an awesome gardening blog. There's also a really cool free ebook called Picking Plants. So if you want to get out there with your babes and you want to plant, it's just a really fun ebook. And if there are any landscape pro mamas out there, um, I have an awesome um, free ebook called the Landscape Business Owner Survival Guide, which helps Mamas really look at, well, it helps landscapers, anybody who owns a trade business really, really work through cash flow so that they're really powerful in their cash flow. And that's one of the things that I'm passionate about because we need to make sure the money is coming in um, at, a, at a faster clip than it's going out um, to make sure that we can keep doing what we're doing. And I also publish a business blog. All of that is free. And then I also sell my book on the site, um, Stop Landscaping, Start Landscaping, Lifescaping. Oh my yeah. goodness. Well, that's amazing. Thank you so much for having that abundant mindset of giving. And I will be sure to include all of those links in the show notes so that people can connect with you and learn from you. And we can keep this conversation going long after the podcast winds down. Monique, thank you again so much. My hope is that by amplifying your story, my listeners will not only gain insight and inspiration, but that you and they will feel validated, seen, and heard just us being able to take a collective breath and think I am not the only one. I am Mm. not alone. And if she can do it, I can do it too. So with that, I will say goodbye for today to you beautiful mamas. I hope that you come back next week for your next dose of information and inspiration to build the business of your dreams without sacrificing your family. As a mom, I know your most valuable resource is your time, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in today. If you like what you hear and want to connect more, head over to www.hillarybennett.com forward slash podcast, or find me on Instagram at Coach Hillary, and let's get to know each other better. Also, if you could take a couple minutes to leave me a rating and review, that will help me reach other amazing mompreneurs, multiply their bottom line by transcending.